Are you someone with a dream, passion, and desire to become an entrepreneur? Hi, I'm Corey Mosley, and I'm on a mission to provide education and empowerment to aspiring entrepreneurs. If that's you, you're invited to join me every week as I talk with everyday entrepreneurs committed to beating the odds and building their businesses. Welcome to the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. That's right. This is the place where you're going to hear from everyday entrepreneurs making it happen as they build their business. As always, I'm your host, Corey Mosley, and I'm super excited to have you joining me. As always, I've got another great guest with you. And, and, you know, guests come from, obviously, I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs and you meet new people. Over the past several weeks, you've heard from a lot of people that I've known for years uh, that have been business colleagues of mine. But as you also know, I'm making new friends every day. And today I've got one of my new friends joining us in the show who's got an extraordinary story. And I think a story that many an entrepreneur can relate to. My guest today is Mike Brown. He's the founder of Death Wish Coffee. He founded it in 2012 in the basement of a small coffee shop in Saratoga Springs, New York. He saw a need for a coffee that was both strong and delicious. It has to be if it calls itself Death Wish. Uh, but after creating the perfect blend of beans and a unique roasting process, he birthed the world's strongest coffee. Since the founding of Death Wish Coffee, the company has experienced tremendous growth, including a free Super Bowl 50 commercial won through Intuit QuickBooks. And because of this rapid growth, he was also named by uh, EY, Ernst & Young, Entrepreneur of the Year for Emerging Business in 2017. He's raised in Albany and an alumnus of the University of Albany, shout out, and earned a master's degree in accounting from the College of St. Rose and I think he sent coffee to the moon. We're going to talk about that too. Mike, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I uh, met you a few weeks ago at an entrepreneurship conference and they were talking about some of the things you were doing and talking about, you know, you, uh, you were in, your, in the basement grinding it out, making coffee yourself and all these things. And I'm like, light bulb, this is a fearless entrepreneurship guest for sure <laughs> because they went from that piece to uh, Death Wish Coffee going with NASA to the moon, which we'll talk about, uh, in, in, or the space station in a little bit. Um, so it was like, had to have you on here. So thanks for joining the show. Tell us kind of how did, how did you, I mean, coffee, dude, right? A major, who wants to be in the coffee business? Meaning it's so crowded. There's a million people on shelves. There's a, there's a fight for shelf space. Uh, you know, there's the, the majors, right? The, the Folgers of the world and you have, you know, everybody's ruled by Starbucks and uh, I'm going to have to actually change one of my questions today. <laughs> Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, so go for it. <laughs> I, I know the answer to, I, I know what the answer will be, but what, what made you go? Yeah. I want to get in the coffee business. Yeah. Well, that was a long, not that long ago, believe it or not. In no. Fact, when I was in my, uh, late 20s. So I was 27. Okay. Just about 38 right now. Mm, you're and, right. Yep. Oh, by the way, you're a great speaker, by the way, at that conference, oh, you. you really, uh, you really delivered. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, back in 2017, um, before I got into coffee, I was a, an accountant. I was an accountant for the state of New York. Okay. And sounds went, exciting. Yeah. Really exciting. I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I went to school for accounting and I figured that was just a path I was supposed to follow. And then once yeah. I got into the accounting world, I realized relatively quickly it wasn't for me. So I, right. I stopped, I quit basically. Uh, okay. You know, one day I went in there and I, I just put in my two weeks and I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew 
I couldn't do that for the rest of my life. Right. I took a year off and it was a, I wasn't one of the better years of my life. I thought it'd be great. You know, oh, I'll take a year off, figure things out. But it was very, right. very lonesome. You know, my friends are at work, girlfriends working. I was hanging out by myself playing video games. And, uh, and I was also hanging out in coffee shops a lot. Okay. So that's where I, I, I kind of got the, the itch to get into the coffee business. I was trying okay. to, trying to figure out my life and, um, I figured hey, I was spending so much time in coffee shops anyways. I really did want to learn how to run a business. And it now, seemed you, very simple. I'm curious, were you local? Were you, the coffee shops we were going to, were those local coffee shops or were you in one of the chains saying, hey, I could do this better or differently? I was in the local coffee shops, okay. like in, independent. I didn't think I could do it better. I, that wasn't my thought process. My thought process at the time was I want to learn how to run a business. Mm. The coffee business seemed simple to me at the time. Okay. I guess you, you really don't know what you don't know. Right. So, right. <laughs> yes. Um, so I figured, ah, you know, I'll, I'll, I had some money in the bank that I had earned being an accountant. And uh, after a few failed attempts, I was able to purchase a coffee shop in a decent location mm-hmm. in Syracuse okay. Springs, New York. Yep. And boy, the first three months, I ran through all my savings. And wow. yeah, it went, it went real quick. Wow. That's when I had to really start paying attention to it. It's not just- and, and you would think, I'm curious because I always think of accountants and see, you know, listen, my accountant doesn't want to spend money on anything. He doesn't want me to spend money on anything. He, he you know, there's just, that's just the nature, uh, the nature, which usually makes accountants bad entrepreneurs <laughs> because their risk tolerance is extremely uh, low. So I'm just curious as to, I, I guess maybe you really ha- had a knack for accounting, but really the DNA, hence why you're doing this coffee company now um, wasn't quite there. So that's interesting that you were burning cash and kept doing it and had the risk tolerance to do that, right? Yeah, it was. Running a business is a lot different than being an accountant. It's, it's much different. There's, there's a, I don't know, it's almost, and boy, it's almost like a different mentality and it's a different, and the running a business well. Running a business, right. when, you, when you're an accountant, you don't know what you're doing. Like that, that's right. the worst because, right. you know, right. like I said, I went broke real quick. But then once I changed my mentality, and I think that came with a lot of reading and a lot of studying what other businesses were doing that worked. Um, now, let me ask you, Mike, what, what were the decisions that you were making that may cause you to burn through the cash? Like what, what were the bad decisions oh, that yeah. were not working out? Oh, yeah. You try to – well, I was, became great friends with everyone I worked with. You know, I uh, didn't really keep an eye on them too much. I paid attention to what they're doing, trying to, trying to be the best friends with everyone. Uh, that was one, one mistake. Okay. You know, you have okay. to be, you have to be the leader. You have to be the, the, the boss, I guess. Actually, my, my father, actually my sister's father gave me some, I don't know if I call it good advice, but it was good okay. advice. When I, it was, it was advice. It was advice. He goes, Mike, if you're going to be in business, you got to be a son of a bitch. <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant until, until I guess after after I lost all my money and I was and I was kind of living living on my mom's out of my mom's garage. But we'll get right. to that. Okay, anyway. sure. So uh, so yeah, and then I was trying to uh, try to appease everyone. You know, okay. if, if a, a customer came in and said, "Oh, I wish you had these brownies," or "I wish you had this sandwich," I'd be like, "Oh, this that's a great idea. I'll, I'll get that. Oh, it's a good idea. I'll get that." All of a sudden, yes. about, about six months in, I have. I have a menu that's six pages long. My inventory is a nightmare. I have, I have products going bad. No one on my team can, can make 
can make the, the same product the same every single time. It's just inconsistencies everywhere. Uh, right. it, yeah, it turned into it turned into a nightmare. That is super interesting. I mean, that's so. I see this happen so much time, so many times, especially in a retail environment. Um, a candy company that I'm involved with, uh, I had this argument, uh, this debate, I'll call it, won't call it an argument, <laughs> had this debate with them very early on when it came to pricing and raising prices and also uh, the exact point of bringing down the line specifically to the things that carried the most margin, that you had the most quality control over, and you can't have people making these suggestions. They would do, would do the same thing. Oh, could you, why don't you add this to the candy or why don't you do this? And then they would be in there toiling for hours trying to do that with a customer that was spending an average of $4 and 32 cents <laughs> once a month when they yeah. sold in the oh, store yeah. on a Sunday. Um, and, and that creates inventory creates all these problems. So, all right. So you're trying to be friends with everybody, please everybody. You were making bad inventory decisions, which of course is eating in the cash. You're taking on Oh, you're buying wholesale products or bringing in products that aren't selling. That's now crushing cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. And then right. you have consistency in your product, which of course is the cornerstone uh, in an expectation, especially in a franchise model and in a model where people go, right? The reason why I go into a McDonald's, try not to go to it often, <laughs> anywhere in the country is because yeah. I expect the Big Mac to taste the same, right? So 100%. Okay, those are three big ones. So I could yeah. see how you could burn through cash now. So what was oh, yeah. the wake up call? Oh, wake up call. I think the wake up call was, well, you get real desperate. I think when you run out all your money, you don't have anything. I've actually, I think the wake up call, I had to borrow money from my mom to, to cover payroll. And at that point I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. So it took a lot of thinking time. I just sat back and kind of reflected on what I was doing. Uh, at, the, at the same time I was reading and trying to learn and get better every day. I think I read uh, the E-Myth. E-Myth? Okay, yeah, Michael Gerber. Yep, the E-Myth. Yeah, E-Myth. Mm -hmm. That really kind of broke things down a bit for me. You know, I need mm -hmm. systems and procedures for everything. I need to keep it simple. You know, I, I stopped working in the business so much. Stopped, started working on the business. I, mm. I was, uh, as an accountant, I was doing basically shoebox accounting where all my receipts were just going into this shoebox. And at the right. end of the month, I'd give it to my, my bookkeeper and then go through this. So I, I didn't know, I had no, mm -hmm. no, no view of how my business was actually doing till the end of the month. And it's hard to pay people and pay yourself when you don't know if you're making money. That's right. So, what, and that's interesting coming from the accountant, right? So, I thought one thing that popped in my head that I've often quoted, it's not my quote, but um, people often don't get serious until they get desperate. And that, that, that has a way of, right, you know, bringing a lot of clarity to people. I remember standing behind the coffee shop counter and I get a phone call from, uh, I think it was a bill collector. I got a phone call from a bill collector. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not here. I'm not here. So, so the barista is like, oh, you know, he's not here right now. So at the end of the day, it's, you know, 10 o'clock. I'm leaving 10 o'clock at night. I go out to get my car. My car's gone. I was like, oh, somebody's, wow. somebody stole my car. So I go down to the, the, the police station. I was like, we're just down the road. Thank God. I was like, yes, yeah, somebody stole my car. They're like, oh, nope, nobody stole it. I'm like, they're like, you got that repo. I was like, oh, like wow. what, a, what, a, what, a, what a feeling in your stomach. So I'm 30 miles away from home. No ride. Wow. Yeah. Everyone's gone. There's no, there's no Uber at this time, right? No, there's no Uber. There's no Uber. It's just old school yellow cab or mom, can you come get me? Right? Yeah, I don't think I called my mom at that point. <laughs> I did. I, I called someone that was, I had to, it was, it was, a, it was a tough swallow. That's for sure. Right. Think about that. And you think about that mental fortitude, right? To be, to, to say you're standing outside of your store, right? Your business, your storefront. 
and your car is gone. <laughs> like it's such a quan this quandary that you're in. Like how is these two things aren't supposed to go together? Because especially now in our social media world, right? Everybody's successful according to Instagram, right? Everybody's balling. Right. Everybody's got it going on. You know? Can you imagine? You know? Uh, yeah, it's everybody's uh, highlight reel. <laughs> right. Everybody's highlight reel, but it's the rest of the story that's so that's so important here. So, all right, you had this wake up call. You're now at this time. I'm curious. Are you Death Wish Coffee at this point, or no. are you just the coffee guy? You've got Mike Brown's coffee shop <laughs> thingy going on. Yeah, well, I had a little Saratoga Coffee Traders. That was the name of my coffee okay. shop. Okay. There was no Death Wish Coffee at this point. Okay. But it wasn't long after I got my car repo that Death Wish Coffee came, came about because I was like, I got to make, I got to bring in some revenue a different way. You know, I, started, yeah. I started the coffee shop in 2008, which wasn't the best thing. Okay. It wasn't the best economy right now. I didn't have people weren't throwing money around, so I had to. Right. I, and the location where my coffee shop was, it was a great location, but you know the economy is a little bit on the uh, in a downturn. So I right. needed to bring in revenue somehow, somewhere. So I started reading some books about e-commerce and figured okay. that I could possibly, if I could sell, I think I figured it out. If I could sell five thousand dollars worth of coffee per month. Mm-hmm. I can I can make ends meet, start t- turning things around at at, at the coffee shop. So gotcha. That's where I, where my head was at, and I started listening to my customers. They asked, they were always asking me for a stronger coffee, so mm-hmm. I went out and. Now until the, that time, how were you roasting coffee? Like, what were you doing? Yeah, until that time, right? I was working with a coffee coffee roaster in Orange, Massachusetts, called Dean's Beans. Great okay. coffee roaster out there. Um, great values. Um, my coffee shop was 100% organic and fair trade. So we had okay. fair trade coffee and tea. And it really fit well with uh, my customer base there. And they were a great roaster who, who did our roasting for us. Okay, got it. Um, after so like, all right, I got to sell some coffee now. I got to sell, yeah, gotta sell some gotta, coffee. Now, but again, at no point are you like, I got to sell coffee. And there's a million people that sell coffee. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, it didn't enter my mind. It was, I mean, I, I realized, Interesting. I, I realized there was a million people that sold coffee, but right. there was, there wasn't the strongest coffee. And this is where the light bulb okay. went off. So, yes. so my, my, my customers would come in and make Mike, I would like a cup of your strongest coffee. And I was like, well, do you want a cup of our darkest roast, like most flavorful coffee or our most caffeinated coffee? Because right. it's, it's not always the same thing, but. Right. And that always led to a weird conversation or I had to try to describe the, you know, the difference between dark coffee and light coffee and coffee the roasting process. And, yeah. And it was, I didn't mind having the conversation, but it right. should be just a coffee that tastes strong, robust, dark and bold. And at the same time, have a lot of, you know, have that caffeine, that mm-hmm. extra caffeine you get to the day. Um, and I knew there was beans out there, like beans out there like that. So I, I did a Google search afterwards and I was like oh what is the world's strongest coffee I'm like I'll just order that for my customers I'll start selling that in my shop makes sense there was at the time nothing out there there's no there's no search results and I'm like now what year is this this is where (laughs) this is 2011 okay got it so now your light bulb moment goes off that hey this is the aha right the 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 shark tank aha moment that they always talk about there's must be a better way that's that moment right? <laughs> right so now so now what happens yeah so now i i've done the research in the in the coffee shop on what what the strongest coffee beans are i had a lot of time a lot of time when uh <laughs> the customers weren't walking through the doors to do my homework so 
you know, I, I called up the roasters I worked with. I got I got samples of these beans. I uh, had them roasted uh, and, and for, with local roasters um, in nice. my area. So they worked with me to develop this coffee. And once I, I pretty much knew what I wanted, it's just getting the taste just right. And after a lot of trial and error, I was able to blend together a, a blend that had a lot of caffeine and it had a lot of flavor. So much, so much flavor and caffeine that, you know, I went, after I drank it, my like jaw would like, it would like twitch up on me. I was like, Oh man, like this, I remember sitting, sitting, uh, the, so my, my mom's garage was here and then behind her garage she has like this little apartment area. Okay. And I'm sitting at this tiny kitchen table with this small, small like coffee made or Mr. Coffee coffee maker. Mm-hmm. And I'm just watching like this black, it looked like black sludge oh, wow. at the bottom of this filter. And I, I was tasting and it was, it was good. It was flavorful. It was good. It was dark. And it was, I don't know, to me it was like what, it brought me back in time to when I was a little kid and my, and my I'd go visit my uncle at his uh, transmission garage and, okay. and he'd, he'd always had this coffee maker going and it just looked, it just looked dark and dirty, but it had that like, I don't know. It was, just, it was mean. Out. It had that mean, mean coffee look to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Almost like motor oil, like this nostalgic no. smell to it. But anyways. <laughs> now let me ask you this question though. Were you, because you kind of got into the coffee business, but were you, did you become a connoisseur of coffee then? Meaning like one of those guys can go, I, I see the guys do the slurp test, the, you know, the, nope, the, that's the, not me. So, so even when you were trying to get this blend the way you quote unquote wanted it, it was still personal preference. To oh, it was all personal preference. Okay. I made I made a coffee for myself and for my customers. But I, actually, hold on, I made a coffee for the customers, but I, I made sure it tastes good for me, and I, brand, I branded it in a way that I liked that I thought was cool. And and I didn't know I didn't know it was going to become anything. I just. It was a Got fun it. project for me. I wanted you to, needed treat- to sell five thousand dollars of coffee to stay yeah. in business. I, I mean, wanted to was- treat my customers a little. Right. There were no ten x goals at that particular point. That was all. No. It, was, it was all about staying afloat, which I think a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people can. It resonates with a lot of people. So how do we get to the? I'm a brand guy, right? I believe in brand. I believe in optics. I argue with people all the time. Some people are like, just go get started. It doesn't have to be perfect and all those things. And, you know, just in my world, if, if you're going to be an authority, you need to, you need to do it right. I, I believe brands matter. I believe that kind of stuff. I just believe in how something looks. I don't want a crappy website. I don't want to be on somebody's crappy website, right? I, I just believe in those things. So, I mean, Death Wish Coffee, you kind of, it's obvious, right? You get it. You're like, hmm, this is something, you know, for, for somebody who wants to go to the next level. <laughs> right. How, how do you come up with this name? Talk, talk to us about that journey because, you know, entrepreneurs are, they're, they're listening and they're going, you know, I, I, I got a great concept. How do I name it? How do I do that? How did that come to be? Yeah, I wish there was, I wish I had like a formula. I'm like a big formula, like data guy. I need everything that makes sense. Everything needs to be logical. This wasn't the case and at this time. I, I did have a vision in my head. Like I wanted someone to walk into someone else's kitchen and see this black bag or black packaging with just the skull and crossbones on it. it I, wanted to see, I wanted them to think in their head, what is that bag of, with the poison label uh, on it, on that right. person's shelf, and pick it up and look at it and be like, and just be intrigued and, and almost be dared to try the product. So I had mm. the skull and crossbone, like that poison label in my, in my head. And right. I was like, that's the logo. I mean, so, so I actually made one on, I made the worst logo you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like on, on uh, 
uh, whatever software I wasn't like I wasn't, Microsoft Paint or something. Yeah, it, was, it was something bad. <laughs> it was horrible. And actually, if you, if you go to I think there's the WaybackMachine.com. I yeah, believe that's okay. the web. If you go back to around 2011 and, and Google or and put in DeathWishCoffee.com, right. you'll, you'll see, you'll see the old <laughs> logo. You'll see the old uh, website. And that's, that's something I made like in my apartment after work. I remember I was drinking for loco back when right. you could drink four locos and they had the caffeine in them and yeah, i had love a, all this extreme stuff yeah exactly i was just trying to stay up and get through this <laughs> get through this website and i was putting together and, and i thought it was great i thought it was great but it really wasn't um, <laughs> but anyways i had a, a cup koozie that i had on my uh, four loco and it said I had a bulldog on it because I, I like bulldogs and uh, underneath it i said death wish and my girlfriend had got that for me and I'm like, ah, I was like, ah, that'd be a cool name for this coffee I'm making. It kind of really awesome. fits with the skull and crossbones. I so I threw it. that in some some red, like, slasher-like letters, which looked horrible. But uh, eventually, we were able to do a rebrand. And, you refined uh, it. But but yeah. but that's that's so cool in terms of how things come together. So how did you know at this point, what, what was the point for you where you knew you had something? What was that point where you're like, this is going to work? That wasn't until... Boy, months, months later, I, I, you know, I ended up putting that website out to the world, publishing it, uh, I ran some Facebook ads, ran some Google ads, and thinking, boy, I had like my first sale a couple months in, one bag, I didn't even have, a, I didn't even have packaging, I had to run to Staples, buy a bag, buy some labeling software. Um, you were like, oh God, somebody bought one, now I gotta, de- now I gotta deliver. Yeah, yeah now I gotta put together, and then I'm like, can I really do this? Is this a real business? Is this, you know what I mean? It's like, I had all these right. doubt, doubts like hitting me from all over the place. I'm like, mm-hmm. I had nothing to lose though. Like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. It's not like anyone could take anything away from me because I have, I have nothing. So, I just <laughs> kept moving forward. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I sent it out to the, the customer. So, so, how did you know? Like, what, what was the point where Oh my God, I got 10 orders today. Like, what was, the, what was the moment financially? What was the moment in your journey where you're like, this is going to work? Um, it, well, I got my first review back and it was a good review. Okay. Uh, all right. I got a good review. So I leveraged that and got a few more orders uh, for okay. more good reviews. And I think the moment was when I, was, I, I kept seeing a consistent growth. My coffee shop was all over the board. You know, some days you had a good day, some days you had a bad mm-hmm. day. But this, this, online uh, coffee company that had started these online sales they, they were started to roll in consistently and then more consistently uh, but it was and it was like a slow snowball effect and it was okay. never decreasing it kept growing like growing slowly and i think that d- the day i realized i really had something like it was like okay i can actually make a living off of this and it, right i'm, I'm kind of in the clear financially is when good good morning america actually called me up on march 16 2013 and nice. they're like, hey, we heard about your coffee. We think it's great. We want to come up and see your operation. At this point, I'm still operating out of the basement of my coffee shop. And I'm thinking they're expecting to see this giant, like, roasting. No, I think, right? They, no, I yeah. think the grunt they want. So, wait, did you start grunt the coffee? You were still working with roasters? Or did you take that in-house? Yep, I was still, I was still working with, uh, toll, they call them toll roasters in the industry, just roasters okay. that roast for you. Okay, got it. So Good Morning America calls you. Now what happens? Yeah, they're like, well, we want to interview you and, and, and bring your coffee out of the show. I'm like, oh, I think it's a great idea. I'm like, when do you want to do that? Like, oh, <laughs> we'll be there for we'll be there in four hours. Oh so, wow! Yeah, wow! Exactly. I was like, um, and I just said yes. And <laughs> Let, I'm me like, I <laughs> Let me get the Swiffer. Let me get somebody get the Swiffer. We got guests coming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I shut down the whole shop, cleaned it. 
uh, called everyone I knew to like come and like help me out. And that's awesome. And we were able to pull it up next morning. Uh, they opened the show with Deathwish Coffee. Sam Champion was a weatherman at the time. Yep. He, he was drinking the coffee, telling everybody how smooth it was. It was great. And the next, or at that moment, sales just started skyrocketing. They, they, went, they went from like, you know, maybe a pound or two a day to thousands of orders within, within wow. moments. And wow. I, didn't have, I didn't have the coffee. I didn't have the packaging. I didn't Did have crash the website. No, I didn't crash okay. the website. Okay. But it was limited okay. on Amazon too. But okay. I didn't have the shipping supplies, so but but I couldn't shut it off. I couldn't shut the orders off. You know, you had that opportunity. You know, you don't have you can't carry these orders. But it was all coming in. I'm like, I need I need them. I need the money to keep this business going. I'm not shutting it off. I will right. do right by all these customers. Right. I'm not shutting it off. So I let it right. go, and I did eventually fulfill all the orders. It took about thirty to thirty five days. I got kicked off Amazon. Kicked off eBay. Got a lifetime ban from eBay, believe it or not. For, for how long it took you to fulfill the orders. Right, yeah. So uh, customers were pissed. I, I, did, I tried to do right by them, and I was very upfront and honest. And, uh, so, so that's a message also to anybody that's been banned from eBay, that you can, you can still make it out there, even if you can't sell on eBay ever again in your life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Take it from Mike Brown. So, <laughs> Mike, well, so I want to get to a couple quick things. So I want to get some takeaways. So, uh, so Two, two significant things. One, um, how do you end up getting a Super Bowl commercial or on the Super Bowl, and, and what was the impact of that? And then um, I want to talk. You got I want to talk about this. How the coffee went to the space, and then yeah. I want. I'm going to ask you. I want to get some takeaways from you for entrepreneurs who maybe were in your situation and and you know are still holding out hope for their deal. So so tell me, how do you get on the Super Bowl? How does that end up happening? So in 2015, into it. Uh, you might know with Intuit QuickBooks. Yep, sure. Uh, yep, they had a small business big game competition. It's a competition where they got a bunch of small businesses to compete to win a 30-second $5 million Super Bowl commercial in 2016 Super Bowl. And basically it was like picking which small company is going to represent all small companies, small businesses. Right. Uh, on the How did you win that? How did you, so, out of all the people, I mean – the coffee bean guy wins the right. How do I win? Well, yeah. I don't, it's part luck. It's part, man, I worked nonstop and I had my team work nonstop. We barely were, we barely were in the coffee business at that point. We were in the get America to vote for us business. And we worked. Gotcha. A and night, social media, the whole, everything. So everything so it was votes. Oh, it was all votes. It was like an American idol type competition. Oh, okay. Got it. But it's all online, and, and I had to create a business profile, make videos. Right. You could do anything and everything to get – well, not everything. I mean, you, can do, you can do – not anything, but you can do a lot to, to, get, right. to get people to go to your voting and they can vote for you. And that's what we did. Huh. And now this commercial premieres, and the, I'm assuming you have another GMA moment. Yeah, that this this was probably my craziest business moment ever. As okay, well. so we're gonna wrap it up. So we're gonna we'll we'll package your craziest entrepreneurship moment <laughs> with this moment right here. What happens? Yeah, well, I guess there's two. There was two amazing moments. There's one when they told me I won because they initially kind of made me believe that I didn't win, and then <laughs> nice and then, and then and then told me I won in front of everyone. Which is <laughs> but then there's that point, and this point I've never had thirty seconds go by so fast. But in the third quarter of 2016 Super Bowl, they flew me out to San Francisco, and I'm looking over the San Francisco Bay in this penthouse party with a bunch of like bigwigs and uh, corporate people. And my team was there with me as well. And then yeah. the commercial came on, 
And that to me was, was the craziest moment. I, I, I can't explain it other than it felt like it went by in two seconds and it was right. just, everything's fuzzy and it's just complete joy and <laughs> happiness because I think any business owner would dream is to see their brand that they created be up to have a Super Bowl commercial to be in a position where get that level of exposure 100, 100 I think it was 103 million people could see it all at the same yeah. time yeah it was amazing it gives it's me powerful. chills even thinking about it now <laughs> yeah no I can think I, I uh, a good longtime friend of mine is actually the CMO of Hyundai so they're a huge sponsor and you know they spent a ton of money on that Super Bowl and, and now he gets yeah. to go um, and <laughs> have a good time there and it is the, it is just a, a larger in life thing to do it so so go so go ahead commercial airs what happens that commercial hires, I'm on my cell phone. I'm watching my website statistics. I got a war room set up with half my team uh, on computers, making sure this website doesn't crash. We got Shopify, who runs the back end of our website at Speed Dial. We got 12 developers over there making sure it doesn't go down. Uh, and we we're just watching Everybody's that. Everybody's on notice. Like you literally reached out to Shopify and said, hey, I've got a Super Bowl commercial running. You need to have people ready for this. That's right. Yeah, they okay. said they, awesome. they said they they said they're gonna put me on the Kanye West plan for that for that day. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I was on the Kanye West plan for a little while, the Shopify plan. That's and, great. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to know, uh, Kanye. Let us know what what I'd love to know what that protocol is. So, all right, t- go ahead. Orders come. Tell me yeah, what. I'm, I'm watching the traffic go from uh, a couple hundred to a couple thousand, and then all the way up to 110,000 people on my site at once. And the site doesn't go down, but we ended up having our busiest, well, it was just, a, there weren't many hours left in the day, I believe two hours left in the day because it went on in the third quarter, but I believe we did over right. half a million dollars in two hours of coffee sales. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That is super wild. amazing. So and now, okay, last thing, how do we get to the, how, how does Deathwood's Coffee end up in a uh, spaceship? <laughs> I mean, or yeah, not a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, how does yeah. it? Uh, it went up in the spaceship. Went up in the the uh, SpaceX Dragon earlier this year. Okay, um, it was on the International Space Station, being enjoyed by the astronauts. Hopefully, so the, how that happened is that this studio I'm sitting in right now. This is our podcast studio. So okay, uh, like you, we have a podcast. We don't really talk about coffee much in it, but we do talk about things that fuel you, fuel your passions, fuel yep, your sure. excitement. Um, yep. We're in. We're interviewing an astronaut. Uh, we've actually interviewed another astronaut since then. But we were inter- inter- interviewing Nicole Stout, and my podcast host asked her what what it was like to walk in space, and she told us that, you know, walking in space is great, but the hard part was after you come back into the International Space Station after walking through space, that you have to take all this equipment off, and. She said, when she got done taking, it takes hours to take all the equipment off. All she wanted was a cup of coffee. And my podcast host, Jeff, said, you know, it wouldn't be great if you had a Death Wish coffee when you're up there. And she said, well, maybe we can make that happen. So Awesome. Uh, so Just got to ask up. sometimes, right? Yeah, we said that ask. He followed up. Uh, she introduced us to the NASA Food Lab. So we started working with NASA Food Labs to develop a coffee that could work in space. And lo and behold, not not more than six months later, it's going up in a rocket. That is insane. <laughs> so where is the business today? So yeah, so today, business has been growing like crazy. So 2016, the year of the Super Bowl was a great year. We bettered it in 2017. And now 2018 has been our, our biggest our biggest year ever. We're, right now, we're um, and kind of focused on more or less 
branching out of the e-commerce a bit, a little bit, getting more, uh, they call it omni-channel, multi-channel. Um, You're going shelf space. and Yeah, we're, we're moving into grocery stores. So Okay. Does the coffee shop still exist? So I, I sold the coffee shop in 2017 to okay. the manager who had, had been working. He was a great friend of mine. He worked for me for a while. I just couldn't give it the time and attention it deserved. Um, right. It was much better in his hands. So hopefully I said him. Is it still called the Saratoga thing, or did you ever actually change the name of the place? No, I never changed the name. It's still okay. called Saratoga Coffee Traders. Where I'm trying to think, because I've been in Saratoga and I've gone, I've been in that the Main Street area down there. So I'm assuming it's is it in that kind of corner, right. that walking area where all the shops are and everything. Exactly right. Okay. So we're, there's a road with a lot of bars on it. It's right at the top of that road. <laughs> <laughs> so so let me ask you this. So I mean, if you fundamentally look at the American dream or the you know. The, the idea that, hey, you could go to school for something, realize that's not your passion, follow your – like you're, you're checking all the boxes in entrepreneurship land, right? The struggle, the, try, the overcoming, the, the nail-biter moments, the had, the had my car repo. Like it's all the great story that we love to hear, right? Now let me give you the cheesy question, right? If you had to go back and, you know, if you looked at all the things you know today, what would you have done differently, right, when you were first starting out? Yeah. I have a list, ready? Okay. <laughs> I have a list because that, because those 10 years, the 10 years since I started that coffee shop till now, I did yep. learn. I learned a ton. I'm a different person now. And it's been okay. from reading books, surrounding myself with great people, always working on myself. I invest more money in myself every single year with conferences and classes and coaches. And it's it's. Like, this is big. I mean, this is, I mean, as somebody who, <laughs> as somebody who works with businesses and does coaching. Yeah, I spent, I'm spending. Taylor made for me, for you. I'm spending, I'll spend this next year. I'll spend six, fig, six figures on myself. On, right. On, on making myself a better person, whether it's coaches, class, everything, books. Yeah. And my team as well. You know, I'm trying to invest in my team as my, as my business grows and gets better. I know I need to invest in my team and I'm, I'm, I'm paying for training classes for them as well. So it's, so it's all working on yourself. Would this statement make sense? Charlie Tremendous Jones, he's a famous speaker. He's not, he's not with us anymore. But um, one of his main things he said was, the only difference between you today and you in five years from now are the books you will read and the people you will meet. It would seem like that holds 100% true for you. Yeah, 100%. I refuse to hang out with people who are negative and who, are, who drive, pull my energy down. I'd rather, I'd rather hang out by myself. And I've done this. I've done this. I've, I've spent many nights like doing nothing by myself or just right. you know, reading um, for, for no other reason than like I, I just needed to be in a, a positive mental state and, and get, get work done. Right. Let me ask you. Okay. So you talk about self, investing in yourself. What's next? What else would you say? So other than that, let's see. I'd be, I'd be specific about what you're going to be good at or what your company is going to be. Like you don't want to be – I don't want to be a coffee company. I want to be the world's strongest coffee, mm. you know? You know, this podcast that we have, you know, it's, it's not just podcast, it's the world's strongest podcast. You know, it's right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but for anything, I'm friends with uh, this woman named Nancy. And she, I mean, her business was flower arrangements. Mm. And she became the world-renowned leader and spokesperson for flower arrangements. And, like, that was her thing. Like, she's known right. for, if you Google, uh, you know, Nancy, the world's best flower arranger. Yeah, bam, yeah. she'll pop up. So, I mean, it's if you're going to do something, be specific, like very specific, you know, yeah. be known for something. It doesn't have to be something broad, like right. I, as narrow as possible, and then be the 
be the best at it, best in the world at it. Um, so give us one more. Oh, I have 20. Hold on. All right. <laughs> you got 20 and we got about seven minutes. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, this is well, what you I, got 20 written down. Hit me with them. Just, uh, we won't do contacts, but hit me with your list. All right. Follow up relentlessly. I learned this okay. one recently. Always follow okay. up. Okay. Follow up uh, next. Give credit. Take responsibility. Love it. Always do a little more effort than the other guy. All the time. Always work consistently. And then don't worry about work life balance. Life will balance itself out. You might need to work 10 years in a row. But guess what? The ten years after that, that's when it will balance out. Oh, uh, this is gonna. This is definitely gonna be a soundbite. Don't worry about life. Will balance. <laughs> life will balance itself out. Yeah, that's, balance itself out. that's. I think. I think that's. I'm gonna cut your list right there. We're gonna move to. All right, all right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, this, this is good. What's so funny is I'm. I'm writing notes as if I don't have the copy of this to to go back and uh, go back and listen to. Um, all right, I want to pivot to our entrepreneurship trivia segment because we kind of did your craziest moment already, but I want to give some people insight to kind of how you tick. So I want, don't overthink this. I want the first thing that comes to your head. Um, All right, are like you it. ready? Ready. Okay. All right, Mike, PC or Mac? PC. PC. What's your favorite credit card now for running your business? Anything with the rewards. I have about 14 and they're all rewards cards. And I have backups. So for all my Amazon Amazon ads, Google ads, make sure you have backup credit cards in there. Because if your Google ads or Amazon ads go down, it could be expensive. It's hard to get that wheel spinning again. But mm. rewards cards. Okay. Wow. Over 14. That's the most I've ever heard. Okay. Um, physical planner or digital planner? Yeah, I'm, I'm like a hybrid. Okay. What's, the fa- what's your favorite software right now to manage your business? Probably QuickBooks. Definitely QuickBooks. Said the accountant by, uh, by, by degree. <laughs> All right. Normally, funny thing, of course, what's the chances I'm having a coffee down here? Question five is normally, are you a Starbucks, Dunkin', or other kind of guy? I'm going to go with other as your answer. Well, I'm an every type of guy. I love Starbucks. I'll, okay. drink, I'll drink Dunkin' Donuts when I have to, and I, and I still enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely, if I'm... If I'm if Deathwish Coffee is around, which it usually is, that's my that's my number one go to. But I can only have one cup because it it really like it'll get it'll keep me going all day long. I am super terrified to try your coffee right now. Just being <laughs> honest, I'm more of a smooth, balanced blend kind of. Yeah, it's kinda, not for everyone. I tell people, guy. <laughs> I do deal with my local roasters. We we have in Virginia. We have Blanchard's, uh, which is the coffee company here. That's that's based here. I mean, I think that's everyone's best bet. If there is if if there is a local coffee roaster in your area, buy from them because the, the taste and the quality and the experience you're going to get from a freshly right. roasted bag of coffee is by far better than than any anything you get off the grocery store Chelsea, unless it's death <laughs> understood <laughs> thank you card or thank you email uh thank you card thanks to my girlfriend emily who drills that into me drills okay awesome every, every card she makes me write a like a, a letter in it. it's like, oh, nice that's, <laughs> that's nice <laughs> sounds, like my, sounds like my office the um <laughs> when it comes to since you are a lifelong learner when it comes to that and, and reading information hardcover tablet or audiobook hardcover hardcover yeah i do all three but hardcover primary preference yeah. what would you say is your next big goal Oof, that probably should be my easy one i struggle with this one a, a lot because so when I, this is not a quick question. This is, or this is not a quick, well, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you the quickest answer I can. Okay. I wrote down when I was broken poor, all my goals and I achieved a lot of them, mm. which is 
pretty amazing. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying don't right. set your goals too low because if you achieve your goals, then you might lose a little motivation as to what's next. So I'm kind of in that. I achieved a lot of these. Like, oh, like right. I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm very, very happy and proud and proud of my team for, for helping me get there. But right. now I'm in that, I'm in this period where I'm like, uh, all right, what is next? Let's, let's expand your mind a little. What's, what's, what's bigger, what's bigger, what's better, what's, what's smart. And I, I got to tell you, you know, for somebody who, and so please take this as a, as a compliment. I, I have to tell you um, the authenticity that comes off of you, you know, um, even from the standpoint you know, not people have not many people have sent their their product to the to the space station and been on the Super Bowl and done all this and even with the success, even the accessibility of us being able to get together. You know, I've got people that aren't half as successful that are like, oh, I can see you, I can get on your show in August. Uh, how six months <laughs> from now and that type of thing. Um, so I want I want to applaud that and that that, that come that authenticity just comes off of you. Um, you know, even because I love it. I love I love yeah. this. I love yeah. I love what I do. I love entrepreneurship. Uh, supporting entrepreneurs uh, in any way possible because I know how horrible it was when I started, and yeah. I think it's it is it is fun when you really get into it. Well, once it's working, so keep, <laughs> keep right. it, it ain't it ain't fun when mom's <laughs> writing your checks. Keep the business open. Uh, I, 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 I can her. assure you that. <laughs> so uh, shout out to my grandparents who who helped out early uh, <laughs> in my career. Um, okay, well, last question: One day with any mentor, who would that person be? One day with any mentor. Alive. Alive. One day with any mentor that obviously is not in your sphere of influence. That, that right I, oh, it's not in my sphere, sphere of yeah, influence? Like, well, yeah, one day with any mentor that's not someone that you can call right now that would be, you know, wow, my goodness, to get a day with this person would be awesome. Maybe Jack Welch. Mm. Is he still alive? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, to my knowledge. The only, the only reason, well, I, I actually got to, a lot of like the people that I've, that I've Books who have I've read, who have, who have been, been, yep. been mentors of mine through the books that they read, I've reached out to and they've reached out back and I've actually got to spend time with them. It's amazing how yep. accessible a lot of people are right now. Isn't it? Stop. not afraid to reach out. So I, I've spent days with people I've dreamt about spending days with. Um, okay. And I actually had a chance to hang out with the ex-CEO of Home Depot. His name was Frank and he used to work very closely with Jack Welch. Um, Okay. Right under Jack Walsh. And he has been saying amazing things about him and his, his leadership style, the leadership style that we don't see. Apparently, you know, he's, he's known for being very harsh and very cutthroat, but, at the, but right. he really, there's another side to him that he was telling me about that's very all about being there for his people and supporting his people and helping his okay. people be successful. So Jack Welch, shout out to Jack Welch. Uh, listen, get Mike Brown a call. He's looking for you, Jack, okay? <laughs> We're going to get that done. So our final segment is our entrepreneurship trivia, okay? So this is an opportunity for you to pick up $25 for your favorite uh, charity, if you get the trivia question right, okay? All right. So I'm going to give you multiple choice, so you got, multi you got an opportunity to get this here. Are you ready? Yes, I love multiple choice. All right, okay. <laughs> so who said this quote? No matter what you do, your job is to tell your story. Here are your options. A, Gary Vaynerchuk. B, Seth Godin. C, Sir Richard Branson. I can repeat it one more time. No, you. no, I got it. I mean, okay. you know what? Gary Vaynerchuk's last book, that's all, all it was about was, was telling your story and documenting your life on social media. So I wanted to say him, yeah, but go, it probably is Godin because Godin has so many books and I, and I haven't read through them all. Uh, I had to pick one. I'll go with Vaynerchuk. 
I look at his new one. Uh, this is marketing. It's actually, I'm looking at it on my desk right now. I just got, but all right, you're going with Gary V. Yeah. Final answer. Final answer. All right. You just picked up $25 for somebody. The correct answer was <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk. All right. <laughs> who's, who's getting the $25? What charity? Uh, so we work very closely with special Olympics here at Deathwish Coffee. Um, okay. So try as hard as you can to support your local organizations. It's great kids trying to, you know, they're all winners and they're all competing and they're fierce competitors. And, and I love the, the structure that the special Olympics provides for all these athletes. Special Olympics. It is Mike. How can people get in touch with the brand? I'm assuming the website's death with coffee.com, but I'm going right. to let you give us, give out your social information right now. Yeah. Deathwishcoffee.com. Um, feel free to go there. You can connect with the team through our social media. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're on it pretty much all the time. Uh, if you want to connect with me directly, your best bet would be to email Mike at deathwishcoffee.com. That's the easiest way. Uh, and let's see, you can also find all of our products at amazon.com. And we also sell our products in here in, in Walmart. We're actually moving into 4,000 Walmarts next year. So wow. we'll That's have a... A little bit, a little bit more on our distribution side. <laughs> well, certainly, congratulations on that, Mike. You know, thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time to join the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been fun. I, like I said, love talking about my business. I could talk about this this all day. <laughs> so, thank you, Coach. You're very welcome. Well, that's going to do it for uh, the current episode of Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I hope you've gotten some valuable information. And if you want to find out what we're doing to help entrepreneurs, visit us on the all new CoreyMosley.com. As always, I'm going to leave you with this. Keep the mind sharp, the vision clear, the resolve strong, and you will make it. I'm Corey Mosley, and this has been another episode of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'll see you next week. Are you still there? I just want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Our podcast is distributed to several different sources like iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, plus, of course, our own website. And it would mean so much to me if you liked the show to leave a review. It, of course, helps to build our popularity, but it also helps us come up in search engines so we can reach as many entrepreneurs as possible. So can I count on you to leave a review? I know I can. Thanks again, and I look forward to sharing with you next week.